Talking Sandful with Bevo and Smurf. Yes, that's right. It's time for another big show of Talking Sandful. And uh, back in the host chair again this week, where I should be. Thanks for warming that up for me. Murph, you did a great job last week, but I think I'm back in where I should be in the host chair. Yeah, <laughs> look, thank you. Um, some would argue that, but we'll go with that, mate. <laughs> Steve Smurf. Murphy, great to have you on once again, as yes, always, mate. Always a pleasure. And another big podcast coming up with two special guests tonight. Yeah, that's right. Of course, right. we've got the women's grand final this week, the statewide women's league grand final between North Adelaide and South Adelaide, which should be a belter. So we've got a South Adelaide player on for a chat. And we've got a Centrals player on as well. Who's who's that one there, Murph? Uh, that'll be their skipper. And you've got to pronounce his name right, Luke Harbour, <laughs> even though it's spelled differently. In fact, I'll ask him a very stupid question about his last name. But also, we get a bit of dirt on him from a, uh, a former teammate. Yes. We'll see how we... We uh, love our dirt. <laughs> yes, correct. And we'll see if he admits to some of the things that have been said about him. So uh, looking forward to catching up with Luke later in the podcast. Let's talk about the ladder. And it's still dominated by the Eagles and the Roosters. Roosters Bevo with both teams on seven wins. The Eagles on top by percentage at the moment. Then in third place, Glenelg after their win on Saturday night in front of a pretty good crowd too, wasn't there? Uh, Glenelg over. We'll get to that soon. Uh, South Adelaide and Nord on four wins each in fourth and fifth. Sturt on three wins in, sorry, Sturt in sixth position on three wins. Westies second bottom with one win. And of course, uh, the Bulldogs still yet to get a win. They do have a draw though. And they play the team that they drew against this week. And we'll get to that later when we catch up uh, with Luke. Yeah, looking forward to that particular chat and also that game itself. It should be a belter with that draw last time. I think uh, we'll get we'll get a winner this time, I reckon, Murph. I hope so, mate. I hope so. <laughs> uh, all right, mate, let's talk about last weekend's games. The Eagles now six in a row doing beautifully and another win against a pretty good team in South Adelaide. The Panthers at Nolunga too, which most people know is a hard place to win at. How did they go about it, Bevo? Yeah, well, in the end, it was um, South Adelaide probably keeping themselves out of the game. It was uh, Eagles winning 11 goals, 6-72 to South Adelaide, 6 goals, 15-51. And they do say, Murph, that bad kicking's bad footy. Correct. Uh, and unfortunately for South Adelaide's case, that was uh, definitely the situation on the weekend. Um, but once again, to the Eagles' credit, though, they are just flying. Jay Sheedy's got them playing great footy, and um, they are certainly one of the teams to beat this year. Jimmy Rowe is now equal with Liam McBean on the Ken Farmer medal race with 26 goals after he snagged four on the weekend. And Jake Von Birdo's uh, snagged a couple of goals. He's been um, a really good ally this year to uh, Jimmy Rowe and, and kicked quite a few goals himself. So the Eagles certainly have a lot of um, forward line options and their midfield, their defence, it's, it's hard to find a weakness in the Eagles at the moment, Smith. Yeah, well, it's been a long while since they've lost, so obviously everyone's struggling to find a weakness with them at the moment. But as you said, though, had South kicked straighter, but, you know, that's all part of the game, so yeah, that's never right. know, I suppose. And uh, in terms of the possession winners, um, James Sittis led the possessions with 20, 25 for the Eagles and Sinor and Foote had 23 each. And as always, uh, Joel Cross, huge ball yeah. winner for South Adelaide. He's McGregor, still got it, hasn't he? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's certainly not slowing down anytime no. soon. He had 24. And uh, Paul Hunter, former Crows, on the Crows list, of course, last year, he had 24 touches for South. And uh, Sammy Overall with three goals. All right, let's talk about the game Friday night with the Roosters taking on West Adelaide at Richmond at High Sense Stadium. Now, I'm assuming most people would have thought that North would win and win quite easily. They did, but it wasn't easy. Geez, West are a funny team, aren't they? When yeah. they're good, they're really good. And when they're not so good, they're not very good at all, unfortunately. Uh, but it was one of their good nights, and they almost got there in the end. Uh, sadly, though, for the Westie supporters, they didn't. They led by eight points at three-quarter time, but the Roosters came from behind to win by just the one point in the end, 11-10 to 11-9. For the Roosters, William 
Liam Coombe kicked four goals. Harvey and Almond had two each or got two each. Harrison Wig continuing his good year with 33 possessions. And Alex Spina, 27 disposals and 10 marks. That's a good day out or night out, I should say. <laughs> uh, for the Bloods, Boyle, 27 disposals. Brett Turner had 26 touches. Hazeman, Johnson and Morrish all kicked two goals each. We're talking to Central's captain, Luke Harbour, later on. And unfortunately, again, another loss for them on the weekend, this time to Sturt. What happened there, Bevo? Yeah, that's right. It was a tight affair early on, Murph, with Sturt leading one goal six to one goal three at quarter time. But in the end, um, after that, it was just all one-way traffic, unfortunately, for the Doggies fans. Sturt winning that one, 16 goals, 11, 107 to the Dogs. Five goals, 12-42. Jake Sutcliffe having one of his best games of his career with six goals for Sturt and Evans, Faye, Sparks, Morrison and Slimming with two goals each. Um, Battersby, what a great year he's having for the Dogs in the midfield and as their skipper, he's certainly relishing that uh, that leadership change there. Of course, our former former skipper Zane Kirkwood handing that over to Battersby this year. Um, he had 33 possessions. Abe Davis also had 33, former South Adelaide player with the 12 marks and Sam Colquhoun had 29 for the Doggies, um, one of their shining lights this year has been James Boyd. He's leading the possessions in the whole competition for the Sample. He racked up 29 touches, and Travis Schiller always racks up the touches as well for Centrals. He had 27. Now, Murphy, it was billed as one of the games of the round. What happened down at the parade on Saturday night? Well, it was. Sadly, though, it wasn't really that good a game, unless you're a Glenelg supporter, I suppose, because uh, the Tigers were too good. Three in a row now for them. So after a slow start for the Premiers, they seem to be uh, back on track with a 33-point win over the legs in front of uh, what looked like a pretty impressive crowd, too. Uh, 10-14-74 to Norwood's five goals, 11-41. Glenelg leading at quarter time, 3-1 to 1-3, and then continued on their merry way to rack up those uh, very valuable two points. Former Magpies Sample top-up player Jack Klusky with two goals for the Bays. Matty Snook, a dark horse from Bagheri this year, according to you, Bevo, and I don't mind that. 34 possessions, so you think that would get him a couple of votes uh, to go with nine tackles. And last year's McGarry medalist Luke Partington finished with 31 touches, so he had a good night as well. For the legs, Tommy Pinion finished with two goals. Brad McKenzie led the disposals with 31. Matty Nunn had 11 tackles and 23 possessions, so he'd be happy with his night. And Mitch Grigg, Gee, he's a big boy. Yeah. I want to say big, not in height, but width. And I mean that in the nicest possible way. He's a strong he's a solid I, unit. I would yeah. not mess with him. Uh, 28 possessions for Mitch. All right, so that's the men's, the statewide Super League. Let's talk about the ladies, Bevo, who are taking part in the biggest game of the year this weekend. Uh, it will involve, of course, North Adelaide after their fantastic year, an undefeated year, in fact. They take on South Adelaide after their prelim win over the weekend. That's right. Westies uh, went down to South on the weekend, six goals, six forty-two, to one goal, six twelve. So a good win there by the Panthers, and no doubt they've got a bit of confidence, and they'll certainly need it up against this year's undefeated side, North Adelaide. They've been flying all year, but Murph Grand Finals. You never know what happens. Um, so many times we've seen teams go through undefeated in um, Sample, in Amateur League, whatever competition it is, and it's just a funny game, footy. Well, our next guest will be hoping that is the case. She has been described, Bevo, as a powerful mid-forward who's new to the game, developing very quickly due to her elite training standards. Mm. Unlike your good self, Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> I speak of Bree Wedding from the South Adelaide Football Club, and she joins us for a chat right now. Hello, Bree. Hey, guys. Thanks and for having me. No problem. And maybe I should have called you Wally. Is that right? Is that one of your nicknames? <laughs> I like that. I'm sure yes, there's a story yes. behind that. <laughs> there's a great story. My uh, One of my first trainings out at the team, uh, the girls just started. They thought my last name was um, Wally. Instead, it's, it's Wedding. Oh, so it's ironic. Right. They, didn't, they didn't remember that. So they just kept <laughs> calling me Wally for a while. We got out to a, 
a recovery um, training session and they wondered why I was being so rude and not answering <laughs> to my name. It's not Wally, it's wedding. Who's so, this uh, snob yeah. Bree? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> oh, so surely you must have done a Where's Wally dress up uh you know, competition or something like that, or <laughs> I uh, must admit, our last uh, Mad Monday when we were fortunate enough to get the flag, my uh, Mad Monday outfit was Where's Wally? <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and what about the uh, the last name then, Wedding? I'm sure that has some interesting experiences for you as well in terms of what people have said to you over the years. Yes, there's plenty of puns that go with it. Yeah, I'm sure right. we can list off a few. <laughs> make me make people remember me, I guess. Well, this is true. This is true. I'm keen to ask about now. As I said, apparently you're uh, elite when it comes to training what is training like for the girls these days do you ever train with the blokes do you do similar programs uh, how does it work yeah no, it's pretty good we've got um, we've got a lot of structure to our training we, we don't um, mix in with the, with the guys too much we kind of keep um, the structure based on on females and their bodies and, and what works for them which is which is good. Um, we we go through. I guess we've got a nice strength and conditioning coach, um, and we work with one of our club sponsors, EFM um, No Longer, which is which is great. Um, and a lot of what Rick, my um, coach, takes us through is um, getting the fundamentals right. You know, even though we've been fortunate enough to have some success in the team, what I've, what's really great about South, to be honest, is that we focus a lot on fundamentals of kicking the tackling and building the game up uh, from the bottom rather than trying to focus on the sexy stuff, I guess, and and necessarily all of the structure that comes after the fundamentals. So um, from from an elite perspective, I guess it's a bit of a different take on it, Um, but it, it seems to work for us, which is great. And has footy always been your thing, Bree? Obviously, you're twenty. What are you? Twenty six in a few weeks' time, so or in a few months' yeah. time. Uh, so yeah. obviously, you didn't grow up with things like the AFLW around you. Has it always been your thing, or not? I've always enjoyed it. I must admit, I was a bit of a. Um, I'd like to think I was a bit of a tomboy back at primary <laughs> school, uh, playing marks up, which I think is a common theme uh, for girls coming into the football scene. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we had a local footy club back at home, Hamley Bridge um, Football Club, with people like Caitlin Rosenzweig, who is um, who you know has come through that that program from a female perspective, which is fantastic. Um, I guess my my flavour was more basketball. I went through the Premier League um, uh, space there and kind of because uh, you're pretty tall as well. Yeah, well, yeah. 183, <laughs> I think I read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, ended up joining my local club, uh, Kenilworth Football Club, uh, just around the Adelaide CBD area and came through the the space that way and haven't been in the game too long, but so far loving it. Okay, great. And obviously this year going for back-to-back premierships, um, North Adelaide has been undefeated. We we spoke of that before, Mm. Bree. Um, How are you going to beat North Adelaide on the weekend? Uh, You know, it's a big challenge, but an exciting challenge, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I think um, North are a great uh, contest. I think, you know, there's someone... um, they're mentally tough, they're physically tough, and they've got a lot of structure and are quite similar to us. I think um, from my perspective, you know, we've got a lot of talent. We've got some seriously exciting players um, in our team, but also, uh, you know, a good culture. I think if we can mentally uh, mentally be there, I think we've got enough to, to rumble with them. Um, but, but either way, I think it, it could go either way. Um, <laughs> so I think, I think the goal is if we can get the confidence up of our girls um, and just focus on having enjoying the game, I think that's when we play at our best um, and we, we can take the win if we play that way. Has someone mentioned, and I know this is not a uh, revolutionary thought, so don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> that obviously the pressure's on them because they haven't lost a game all year and in some ways, yeah. that, well, not in, in a lot of ways, that should help you girls in theory. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic because often, you know, you can, uh, when you're going into a grand final, you can either take the um, take the position of the underdog and you've got nothing to lose mm. or you can go, well, you've got everything to protect. And it's really interesting how... 
the dynamic this year has played out because you could kind of argue either point from either side. You know, uh, North have nothing to lose because they've, they've won all their games. Oh, sorry, we've got nothing to lose because uh, North has won all their games, but then we've got a premiership to protect at the same time um, from last year. So either way you spin it, um, we've both got a lot to lose and we've both got a lot to fight for. So uh, it'll be a really interesting, uh, you know, hit out from that perspective. Absolutely. Before you go, Bree, what, what's your, your future plans? Is AFLW on the radar for you or maybe a change <laughs> to Adelaide Lightning or where, where are we at? <laughs> no, I think basketball days are over. Right. I'm quite enjoying footy. Um, but for me at the moment, I've, I've, uh, I'm just happy ticking along in, in Stanford. So if, if AFL uh, ever knocked on the door, I don't think I'd turn the opportunity away. But um, for now, I just really enjoy being part of the team and working hard with the girls. So the goal is just to um, maintain the progress and keep learning the game uh, at this level and, and see what happens. Can I just say, um, Bree, we've only been speaking to you for the last five minutes and I only just met you for the first time five minutes ago. <laughs> but just listen to your chat. You speak so well uh, and you've got a fantastic attitude. So I reckon, oh. you know, whatever you want in uh, your sporting career might just happen for you, Bree. Oh, thank you. Fingers crossed. Well, uh, hopefully we're talking about that premiership next year and it pays off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope for your sake we are, Bree, and I hope for uh, South Adelaide's sake uh, it's a, a big win for you girls on Sunday at Thebbin and Oval, but I suppose most importantly for the game, we hope it's a, it's a close game and a good game. So appreciate yeah. your time, Bree, and all the best. Wonderful. Thank you. Talk soon. And 11.30, that game starts this Sunday at Thebbin Oval, the grand final between North Adelaide and South Adelaide. All right, let's speak to our next guest. Well, Bevo, sadly for our next guest, it's a song that hasn't been sung this year yet. Hopefully that'll change in the near future. Yes, let's hope so, mate. Um, we've got, of course, our Luke Harble, the skipper of the doggies. Great to have you on Talking Sanford with Bevo and Smurf, mate. Thanks, Murph. Thanks, Bevo. Good to hear from you. Now, Luke, uh, first of all, I believe there's some sad news for the ladies out there. You are now officially off the market as of earlier this year. Is that correct? Uh, that's that's been for a long time, mate. Um, yeah, got 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 married in January to uh, my lovely wife Sarah, so um, that's all been going well. We're lucky to sneak in um, before the COVID stuff happened, so yeah, pretty lucky. How much does she like the football, Luke? Have you converted her or not? Yeah, no, she she loves the footy, good, loves good. the dogs. Um, her family were previously Sturt supporters. Um, mm. And then her sister married into a Woodville family, so I'm trying to still uh, slowly get them over the line. I've got um, got a couple of sponsorships out of them too, which is good. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> nice work, mate. Now, um, later on, you're going to be dishing the dirt on some of your teammates and your coach, which we all love. But I've got a bit of dirt on you as well, Harbs, from uh, a certain mate of yours by the name of Andrew Hayes. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> of course, the uh, two-time premiership start from the Doggies, and uh, you see him doing great things on Channel 7 as well. Um, now, you guys used to live together in Wagga Wagga, and I've got three words to describe you from Hazy, uh, very raw, pale and skinny when you came over to Wagga Wagga. What have you got to say about that? <laughs> no, that's true. That's all true. Um, I, I came over in 2009 and moved in with Hazy. We lived in a in a house at Prospect and, um, yeah, lived with Hazy for about three or four years. He's one of my good mates. Um, yeah, and I was, I was very, very, very raw and very skinny and got pretty crook. In 2009, it didn't do me the world of good losing about three or four kilos either. <laughs> he did say that you were sick all the time, you poor bloke. Uh, I'm going to ask a really stupid question, and that's about your last name. Now, obviously, it's spelt H-A-B-E-L, so people would think that was pronounced differently. How many times do people get that wrong? And have you ever considered changing it like by deed poll or something or other, just to make it easier so people don't stuff it <laughs> no. up? <laughs> no, I don't, give a, I don't give a stuff. They can say whatever they want. It's, yeah, right. it is pronounced, it's, it's horrible. 
Um, yeah, like Habel, Habel, Harbel, it gets it gets everything. You've had it all. I got, I got called a geriatric on the weekend by some of the Sturt supporters, so that, that was well accompanied with it. Well, it's a nice change, I suppose, Luke, if you look at it that way. <laughs> uh, now, you mentioned before, Bevo did about uh, your time in uh, Wagga. Of course, you spent most of your youth in Griffith as well. I spent yep. some time in New South Wales as well. I think people will be surprised, maybe not so much Griffith, but definitely Wagga. Wagga is almost like a 50-50 town in terms of AFL versus uh, rugby league, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's, oh, it's all sports, really. There's a yeah. real, real big footy um, community there. There's soccer as well, rugby union, rugby league, big cricket in the summer. It's a really good sporting community. Of course, uh, the great Wayne Carey came from Wagga Wagga as well. Paul did Kelly. you? Yeah, and Paul Kelly as yeah. well. Did you get how much to do with those boys when you were growing up, Habs? Uh, no, I didn't. I remember, um, well, Benny Kelly and Jackson Kelly are with, with us now at the Bulldogs, and they're ripping fellas. Um, and I remember I've still got a photo of. Um, when Paul Kelly came to Griffith of me sitting on our couch with him. He was having a cup of coffee before he went to one of the schools because my old man works for the AFL um, and picked him up from the airport. So I was starstruck (laughs) when he walked in and I'm still trying to find the photos to show the boys um, and then get Kel... When Paul Kelly actually comes over and gets to watch the boys play go up to him and like a little schoolboy and actually ask you to sign it. <laughs> maybe now he'll be starstruck by you, Luke, if you consider that. No, I wouldn't know. Uh, no, no, maybe not. Okay, right. <laughs> hey, uh, let's talk about uh, your time then at uh, Central. You sort of just arrived as the uh, the dynasty, shall we say, was was ending. Um, how could you compare the sort of the feel around the place uh, now to, you know, 10 years ago? Oh, obviously very different yeah. at the moment. Not winning a game at the moment. Um, yeah, from externally, it would look like a lot of things are going wrong internally. We know where, where we're at and what we've got to do to improve and going through a bit of pain to get to that stage will happen because we've got a lot of youngsters and getting games into them and trying to educate them. So, um, yeah, the, oh, the biggest thing was that we had so many leaders um, and good players around us coming through as a youngster, um, myself in 2009, 2010. So I'm sort of trying to be a role model to these younger guys and, educate them and try and fast track them as as much as we can um yeah to try and start to get some results and of course i mentioned at the start you're the skipper of the doggies how are you going sort of being the leader of, of such a young group hubs uh it's, it's, i'm enjoying the challenge of it um we've got we've got some good other leaders around us um some experienced guys like jared schiller troy menzel travis schiller um we've got brendan jew who's been around for a while Goody, Alfie Jenner. There's a lot of people there that um, can pass on some wisdom. So I'm not trying to do everything myself because wouldn't be able to do that. We've got to just rely on each other to help out and, and chip in. And um, Izzy McKenzie's another one who's um, a fantastic um, young leader that's coming through the ranks as well. Now, of course, you play with the uh, the Gowans boys. Everyone has, has a, a Gowans story, if you like. Do, do any spring to mind? I know they sort of still hang around in different roles, so they're still around the place these days as well. Yeah, I yeah, great guys. Um, lucky enough to do a bit of work with them um, off-field as well. Oh, when I was at uni and um, picked up a bit of work with them um, as well. Oh, there's, there's plenty of stories. One of the funniest <laughs> ones is probably when James, this one's probably been told a few times, when... James cracked it one day at Westies and um, Trent Goodrum actually accidentally stepped on his hand. He got up, he threw the ball at Goody. Um, then he's walked walked off to the bench because he had a cut eye. And one of the Westies supporters is mouthing off at him and I think might have 
accidentally, or don't, not, no, it was accidentally, but spat on him through the mesh, mesh race, and Gaz just turned around and smacked him straight through, straight through the mesh. <laughs> I have so, not heard that before. It doesn't surprise yeah, that, me, but I like it. It's a ripper, that one. Wow. <laughs> There you go. But he didn't do it again, that guy, the supporter? No, he no. didn't do it again. And no. I don't think Gaz got in trouble because no one knew about it. Yeah, those, right. Those, Until those now. Sort of <laughs> those sort of things can happen at, at suburban grounds. Mm. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Yeah. Um, now, mate, outside of footy, um, Murph spoke about earlier about getting married. And you're also a teacher as well. Um, how do you go sort of, um, you know, I guess uh, being a teacher and say the doggies obviously having a bit of a tough one this year. Um, do you cop a bit of grief from the, you know, from your students and stuff, or are they pretty good to you? Pretty understanding. No, nah, the, the the kids are really good. Um, the kids are good. The teachers are really good. Um, I've got the, the couple of year twos, couple of year fours, and year fives lined up to play for us this week. After <laughs> a good good chat to us about getting flogged by Sturt on the weekend, <laughs> we've got yeah, a couple of nippy nippy forwards and year two full forwards that want to line up and, and have a game and help us out. <laughs> well, nice of them to offer, I suppose. Like, yeah, um, no, they're good. They're a good bunch of kids. Great school too. Good to hear, mate. Good to hear. All right, we have a little segment we call "Dishing the Dirt." Are you up for it, Luke? Sure. All right, mate. Funniest teammate at the club and why? Oh, I've got about four, I reckon. Okay. Nick Gillard, Squeak McKelvey, Brett Kennedy, and Sammy Hanna. Okay. They're all they're all very uh, very funny blokes in their own different ways. Fair enough. <laughs> and uh, three words to describe your coach, Jeff Joffa Andrews, of course, uh, this year's being his first year at the club. Uh, positive, bald, and stats. <laughs> Lovely. Fuzzy stats. Just quickly, how does he compare on a half serious note to uh, to Roy? He's got the same principles as Roy. Yeah. Heavy um, with trying to develop a game plan that stacks up in finals. Um, a good defensive mechanism. Um, so yeah, he's got he's got good principles. Okay. Question three is the uh, the bloke at the club that you think loves the mirror the most doesn't mind their own appearance. Oh, Kyle Presbury and James Boyd, I reckon. <laughs> he didn't even have to think about them, did he? Did he? Nah, uh, no, you're right pretty... into that. Yep. <laughs> and a teammate who loves a bit of reality TV action, there, Hubs. Oh, there's a, there's a few of the boys that do, but Nick Gillard and Kyle Presbury are, are pretty heavy on it. Yeah, rightio. Um, uh, yeah, they love it. And finally, the biggest nerd at the club. Oh, it's probably a bit, a bit of a tricky one. I reckon Darcy Pisani. Could okay. fit into that category. He's an up-and-coming physio, and he's an absolute gun. Right. He's got a wide knowledge of, of everything. Um, he's one of those physio-is-life-type operators, so he'd probably be the one. And proud of it, by the sounds of it. Yeah, no, he's, and he'd be very good, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, mate, before uh, before we let you go, we're just going to go through this, this weekend's round of games and just get your thoughts. Obviously, um, we'll speak about the Dogs and Westies last, but second place, North Adelaide host, fifth place, Norwood. At Prospect Hole on Saturday, this should be an interesting clash. Oh, I think so. They've, they've, we've got a really good rivalry that they've had in the past few years, and um, both teams seem to be going quite well at the moment. They've both got um, players in their sort of top six or seven bracket that are very, very good footballers. Um, and they've also got plenty of youngsters coming through, so it should be a pretty close battle. Pick a winner for us, Luke. Oh, uh, north. Okay. Uh, third placed Bays uh, at home to the fourth place Panthers Saturday over. So that should be a tight match as well. Yeah, that two two sides that we we've struggled against um, for a while, especially South South were very impressive um, against us earlier in the year, um, and they've only lost a, a couple of games by very low margins as well. And Glenelg were always just good with their process. 
Um, and same thing, they've got six or seven really good good players and great up and comers as well. Um, where's that game being played? Aglanel. Uh, oh, maybe the Bay's just. Okay. And also on Saturday, the Eagles hosting Sturt. Eagles won six in a row, now absolutely flying. Yeah, no, they, they, they're a really good side, the Eagles. They've sort of changed the way they play a bit. They've got a bit more fast flow. And um, oh, Jack Hayes, playing against him a few weeks ago, and their other tools, they're just superb players, especially Jack Hayes. He's um, surprised if he's not an AFL radar. Um, yeah, so I, I think the Eagles might get the job done there. And finally, your boys, the Central District Bulldogs, take on West Adelaide at Elizabeth. And, of course, they're the team that you drew with earlier this year. They're a bit underrated, West Adelaide, I have to say. They've had a couple of really good games, including, of course, last week only being, what, a point off beating the current second-place team, North Adelaide. How do you beat them? And don't say oh, kick more goals. <laughs> yeah, no. they're, they're a good side, West Adelaide. Yeah. They've um, yeah, turned, turned their fortunes around a bit. They've got a great running side. Um, we've got to try and shut down their run, um, especially from the back line going through forward. They link up very well with hands. So if we can apply enough pressure and try and get the ball back, um, we might be a chance to win. So, yeah, the onus is on us to make sure our pressure's pretty high. Well, Luke, nothing against any West Adelaide supporters listening right now, but I hope for your sake and, of course, everyone down Elizabeth's sake that you have a big win this weekend and the season improves in terms of wins and losses. Appreciate your time, mate. No, thanks very much, boys. Good on you.